Coming out of East L.A. and combining traditional Mexican cumbias music with hard-hitting psychedelic punk, The Commons have become an underground favorite in L.A. and beyond and have released their third album, Paleta Sonora, on Cosmica Records. They perform tonight at the Ivy Wild School in Colorado Springs and tomorrow night here in Denver at Lost Lake Lounge. But first, they join me, Bruce Mitchell, here in the CPR Performance Studio. Guys, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having us, Bruce. It's been a pleasure. It's really nice and air-conditioned over here, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with the song. What's up first? Up first, we got Elotero Spaceman.
Elotero Spaceman from The Commons in the CPR Performance Studio, fresh off the release of their latest album, Paleta Sonora. We're joined by brothers David and Rene Pacheco on guitars and drums, respectively, and bassist Jose Rojas. Can you tell me a little bit more about that song? Sure. So Elotero Spaceman is, um, is a song that came about, we were just jamming out one day. We're big fans of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And uh, they have these uh, weird time signatures. I mean, Jose and Renee are always like in charge of the rhythm syncopations. And so they were like, let's do it on 5-5. Five, five. And I was just like... We like exploring. 5-4, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, 5-4. So we were actually... So it's a combination of King Gizzard and then what's uh, uh, Take 5 by um, Dave Burrick. So that became like kind of like the, the, the focus of the song. Like, But then the the title of it was taken on El Otero Space, man, is... Um, and kind of uh, an ode to uh, all the street vendors in L.A. Because um, at the time we were writing that song, a lot of them were being, um, you know, like persecuted just for like selling food on the streets. And we've witnessed that like in places like Echo Park where because of um, because of social mobility, uh, people are being displaced. And so like now the vendors that were in Echo Park, for example, are no longer there. The ones that were there every Saturday, Sunday. And now, I don't know. I, don't know I remember there I was even at the Rose Gardens as a little kid. And... And everybody was really scared. Like, you could just see all the vendors running. And, and I didn't know why they were running until I heard one of them saying, like, hey, you know, there's cops over there. They're going to tell us to take our stuff. So they were just all running away, like, all, like, together, sticking together. So that was really weird to see. At the area where we grew up on East LA on Whittier Boulevard, it's like there's tons of vendors. And sometimes you would see vendors just running and, do, like, kind of like that imagery of an little space mount, like a person running with their elote cart like at light speed because that's their work one of them just got busted the sheriff like got them and they take all their their money the merchandise all that it's like if somebody were to strip us of like our whole van you know all our gear and vinyls and all that so that's why it has the angsty feel to it and then it has a sort of a resolution to it we'll get into this record here a bit more in a minute but let's get to know you guys first this is your first visit to the cpr performance studio david and renee what was your musical upbringing I mean, I've read that you guys wanted to, or your family wanted you to play more traditional Mexicana music like Rancheras or Paisa, but here right. we are. So that's that's essentially um, what we grew up on, which was a very like a Mexican regional music, such as like Vicente Fernandez. So we would wake up on Saturday mornings trying to watch cartoons, and then our moms cleaning up the bedroom or the house with the John Sebastian or uh, Ana Barbara. Ana Barbara bumping in the living room and then we get and watch her cartoons so she's like and we're like mom we're trying to watch cartoons she's she like put us to help she's like oh yeah you want to watch cartoons how about you come help me clean and we're like oh come on and so <laughs> yeah we grew up with a lot of that and then eventually once we got into like middle school high school we started um searching for uh different types of music and but prim- primarily uh mexican regional music is what we grew up on and Jose, you also play in a Norteña band. Uh, what was your upbringing like? What did your mom play when you were little? Oh, so she would play the same thing. But she's a little bit more, she's a, she's a dancer, right? So she loves to dance. She would play like Elvis Crespo, um, Alejandra, uh, Alejandra Guzman. And uh, my dad would play a lot of Santana at home too. And then they all, what I love about my house is that uh, we all also really enjoyed the Beatles. That was like the one middle ground for all of us who were some of your favorite rock bands or even who were some now that inspire you guys so in high school i was kind of like the the weirdo that like like leonard cohen led belly velvet underground and then i mean so nirvana was kind of like my gateway band into a lot of these other artists my friends would be like why do you listen to that music and i'm just like because it's really fun and it's, it's soulful and it feels real and then they're but that's what i grew up on renee was like into um uh classic rock mostly a lot of the 
the popular stuff because I wasn't really too invested into music, so I was just hearing into like what everybody had, you know, to offer. So when White Stripes came out, of course, you know, the Seven Nation Army song. But then I started moving as I got more interested in music to like crooning, you know. Yeah, so I, I like I, crooners a lot. It was like a very interesting journey, being like the oldest one. <laughs> having to like search for bands and I'm like what's that song the one that's like where this guy just screams and it's like oh that smells like teen spirit i'm like oh that's a good song yeah so, i had i had an older sister so she would listen uh listen to uh, boy bands britney spears uh, uh so like and sing backstreet boys so on the way over here from el paso we were playing backstreet boys and uh, i just remember everything was coming back to me as i was listening to this and i'm thinking you know what this is what i grew up listening to this is like what I try not to admit, but here I am admitting it now. Yes, yeah. Mariah Carey, <laughs> Rainbow right. Album. Yeah, you know, on our way over here, we stopped by a thrift store and I saw the Backstreet Boys uh, Millennium Album for a dollar. So I'm like, I'm going to take it. I would take it. And, uh, it's pretty tight. It's pretty good, yeah. So yeah. when did you guys first become interested in playing your own music? And how did you decide to combine rock and more like dance-driven Latin music like cumbias? I started playing guitar when I was 14 and... I realized that I wasn't like a virtuoso guitarist and I didn't have the knack for replicating guitar solos the way my friends would. They could like play like a Jimmy Page solo note for note or a Black Sabbath solo and I couldn't do that. So I decided to work with my strengths. So I started just writing songs since I was 14. But um, as far as combining the gumbia element, that's flourished from... Uh, going to shows in uh, Boyle Heights in East L.A., seeing bands like uh, Las Cafeteras, Chicano Batman, Boya Pongo. They were Latinos who didn't shy away from being Latino because sometimes it it is sort of like it's harder to make it in the music industry as a Latino in a predominantly rock and roll world, or now it's like a hip-hop world. But as we saw these people doing it, 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 was, um, it was very nostalgic and it, and it really had like a resonance with us we're like oh this reminds us of who we are where we came from and so we started blending those sounds eventually so let's get to some more music what's up next up next we got a secret dress it's the commons in the cpr performance studio
Hey, we're the Commons, and this next song is Milk and Honey. Say, man, you said it's just not the same anymore. Age never stays golden. Milk and Honey from The Commons, my guests today on CPR's Open Air, coming from their third album, Paleta Sonora. So let's dig into the album itself a little bit more. Uh, what were some differences in creating this record? You guys have quite a bit of music under your belts at this point, a lot, three records and a handful of EPs anyways. Right. So um, our first full length was actually a compilation of EPs and singles that we decided to put together. Um, they're very rough. Uh, the mixes are kind of terrible, but second album was um, we had a saxophone player with this, and uh, that second album, Loteria Trival, is more, um, it it shows off our dynamic as what the, the common sound is, which is very kind of like tribally, disco-y, cumbia, and psychedelic. This new album, though, Paleta Sonora, is more, uh, it was kind of like a mission for us to, to stem away from being known as like, oh, you know, the band that covers like Los Psychos or they cover Selena. And um, I mean, we love playing those songs, but we also wanted to prove to ourselves that we can write songs that aren't just necessarily that. We were also inspired by the Beatles. We were trying to write a Sgt. Pepper album, and we like how they were uh, musicians that were able to 
you know, last a long time and be changing their sound as they were doing it and still really kicking ass at it, you know, sounding really good. So that's what we tried with this one. And I feel like that's why we started exploring a bit more. Yeah, there seems to be a little bit more of like a reggaeton sound, even yeah. different Soka. from last year's. Yeah, S-O-C-C-A. What, what were you listening to to get that sound like? We were listening to ourselves. I mean, um, I think sometimes, um, yeah, we just focus on ourselves to not try to sound like other people as much and then just focus on what we do. In the I, was trying to sound, I was trying to sound like, like congas. Like that's what I was trying to do, and then later I found out that it, it's a beat that most people would call it reggaeton or something, but it just comes from this one beat that goes do but do but do but do but, and everything else in between that is fancied up, and that's how I, I started going into it, and that came from learning cumbia, trying to learn how to emulate cumbia beats, and mm-hmm. so it transitioned me into that. Yeah, it came from doing it badly. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we got a lot. We got a we got a lot of slack for not knowing how to play cumbia at first, and a then, lot. Now we still get some out of it, but it's like it's fun now because people are like, "Well, oh, that's you guys the still, commons." They'll you know? be like, "Oh, you guys are still went at it, and you guys did pretty good for yourselves." Damn. Uh, so, how do you guys typically write a song? Like, how does a song come together for you? Um, so, primarily, um, we'll so sometimes Jose will yeah. come up with the with the riff, right, a, like a little hook, and then I'll help them. I'll help arrange chords around that and write a melody and. Um, and the lyrics and so Jose and Renee are very much responsible for the rhythmic sections and then I'll be responsible for the chord structures and the melodies of it just to show off how how much we love working at this right when we came back from the Fiddler tour we recorded those 10 songs and now they're being mixed and mastered so there's already a new album coming out with us and even though we just put out this new one yeah what's it gonna be called we don't, we don't know yet <laughs> we don't know yet <laughs> All right, so David, I also read that you're interested in bringing different types of people together, and you kind of cited Chuck Berry as a big influence on that. Can you elaborate on that for me? Sure. So uh, in the 1950s, uh, there was uh, segregated venues. So Chuck Berry, would he was one of those pioneers that um, brought a kind of like when people would cross the line and kind of like start dancing with each other, you know. And so I feel like us, given our current state of affairs in, in the political world, we do that as well, you know, there's this kind of connotation of like Latinos, a certain expectation of us. And when we go on stage and we play the cumbia, but we also play the psychedelic, the rock and roll stuff, um, it just happens to grab people together. And they're like, sometimes people, they're like, I wasn't expecting that, like our sound from us, which is, I think, like, it's a very beautiful thing that we catch people <laughs> off guard because, like, they're like, wow, you guys are actually, like, really good. And I'm like, well, what'd you expect? You know? And I could see the transition in their looks. Like, when we first get there, it's sort of like, hmm. Yeah, because Jose's wearing chanclas. Yeah, and, he's wearing and I'll be all stinky and, and like, a pajamas. And, and then we start playing, and it's like, whoa. He doesn't <laughs> smell that bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got time for one more song. What'll it be? Um, I don't know. Let's go through our repertoire. We have so many songs. Um, Okay, the winner, winner, chicken dinner. This is a this is a song that we're actually about to have a music video for. It's called Camisa al Revés, and uh, we're very excited to debut the live performance here on Open Air. Y esta es la canción de la camisa al revés
It's The Commons in the CPR Performance Studio today. You can catch them tonight in Colorado Springs at Ivy Wild and tomorrow with local favorites Colfax Speed Queen at Lost Lake Lounge. The new album, Paleta Sonora, is out now. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bruce, for having me. I'm out of breath from playing that last song. A lot of dancing. (laughs) I think you dropped your headphones.